and Kimberly Fitton, everyone's favorite mind shift mentor, shifting your mindset in the big five areas of your life, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally. I am purposed and graced of God to obliterate, destroy legalistic and religious constructs thinking that keeps us believing that poverty is a standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly he always created it to be. Manifestation is a real thing. It is, and it's biblically based. Um, I know that um, there is confusion, right? And it's blended ideas between the law of attraction and universalism and Christianity. And if God really wants us to live abundant, if we can have anything to do with manifestation, manifestation of the devil, I'm just talking about all the things that I've heard lately. And look, if you're listening to this podcast, then you already know. Um, who has two thumbs and is powerful to disagree with anything that I'm saying is you, you. And then also, this is a word of wisdom that I would give to anybody. And I, I, it was given to me, try everything that you are being told by the spirit of God, ask God to reveal the truth of the matter to the meat, spit out the bones. And if something bothers you tremendously, James says, Anyone who asks wisdom from God will not only receive what the wisdom point that they're asking for, but abundance, which means that God's going to give you his wisdom. He's like just waiting for you to ask for it. So do that. Um, Y'all, happy summer. Summer is official. I'm talking today um, about evolution, metamorphosis, and um, just the changing and what's happening in your manifestation journey. That feels wildly uncomfortable, but you know it's the right thing and it doesn't feel good. Um, so what we're going to be talking about that, the title is Metamorphosis because it is a journey. But before we get into any of that, I want to give 17 seconds of gratitude. If you are new to the podcast and you un- then you need to know that all things start from a point of gratitude and everything give thanks for the will for this is the will of God concerning you through Christ Jesus. Thankful, give thanks with a grateful heart. Thanksgiving, it's, it's, it opens the door and it allows all the things to flow out when you are grateful and thankful. A posture of gratitude changes your chemistry. It does. You can't help it. The endorphins start to go wild. Your body can't help it. Gratitude is good for the body. Repeat it in your cars, in your home, in your cubicle, in your office, in your business. Gratitude is good for the body. Gratitude does the body good. Okay, that's a t-shirt. Um, I'm a TM it. Gratitude does the body good. Don't forget that, Kim. Go ahead. Go ahead and <laughs> see. Gratitude gives you <laughs> gives you ideas. Look at that. Anyway. It keeps us tuned in, tapped in, turned on to the frequency of heaven so we can be discerning on where our flow is coming from, where, who to connect with, who to encourage, who to pour into. So let's give 17 seconds of gratitude. Um, For those of you that don't know, I tore my rotator cuff in the first week of May. Um, There was an aggress student um, who was aggressing their parent. I stepped in and I got surgery on July 11th. Um, if the Lord chooses to heal me via surgery, cool. If he chooses to heal me before that, even better. Um, so 
I've been taking my time. I've been transitioning and I'm going to load you guys up with podcasts. We're just going to be back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Um, and so I'm really thankful in this 17 seconds of gratitude. That's way past 17 seconds of gratitude. I have no idea what it takes my body to do what it does on a daily basis. I know how everything has been made harder just by not having the, um, complete mobility of my dominant hand. Um, when I tell you I'm overcome with gratitude for my body, I'm overcome with the genius of the divine. I'm overcome with just how great it is to be a spirit being living in this human existence, experiencing life this way. I have been more cognizant of giving thanks for my body. I give thanks and I also love the fact that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that healing is my portion. It is the children's bread, as the Bible says. I'm just super grateful that when I get up from recording this podcast, I won't have to tell my feet what to do. It's on autopilot because my brain is operating. And I am also grateful and give thanks for the fact that just like my body is affected by the, the limited use of my dominant hand, so is the body of Christ when others fall and, you know, experience life trauma and they, they stop working, you know, in the vineyard because they, they need healing and we can't make it without each other. And so I'm super grateful for every function like every, every worker, every position, every job, like y'all, when I tell you, it opens your eyes to giving thanks for the barista, to the person who put the door um, together to walk into uh, my favorite coffee shop, to um, the person who um, picked out the coffee. Like I, I just, every function that we have that we don't think about, that we enjoy the function of people and their um, function in our world if they weren't there, we would be impacted. And so I'm super duper grateful for that. And as always, we go over 17 seconds. It feels good. Our, our chemistry's changed and we're ready to open ourselves to receive this topic and this lesson that we're going to learn today. So look, I, I have a story for you clearly. Um, one thing um, that I can truly say is this journey has changed me because what I ask is that, first of all, I ask that the Lord make my name great. And I strategically prayed the prayer of Jabez. And also I prayed back God's promises to Abram. And I remember that Sunday, this just without a doubt, like I'm, I'm in the moment now. And I lifted my hands up to the sky and I said, Lord, make my name great. And it's been a whirlwind ever since. Um, when at the time I just wanted to manifest all the material things, I'm be honest with you. I wanted to manifest all the temporal things. And, and I did, I did. I manifest money upon money, upon money, upon money, opportunity, business ideas, all the things, right? You guys are familiar with my story, all the things. What was happening at the same time, though, is my flesh was dying because another prayer that I prayed was give me your heart for people. When I started going live and when I had people reaching out to me, I was giving them initially giving them what came to my head first, right? Straight off the dome. 
And then I remember being convicted by Holy Spirit. It was like, why not ask me what God wants for them, what we want for them? And I was like, okay, cool. Then give me your heart. Why did I pray that? Why did I pray that? Because you know what happened? Um, the first lesson was God taught me to shut up. Um, I am a fighter. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was. I am a fighter. Um, I've been fighting all my life. Um, I'm patient and long suffering. It takes me a lot to get to the point of anger. Um, and then when I do though, run away, run away now. I also went through growing up, keeping my voice, um, like swallowing my feelings, not speaking up for myself, um, being afraid of what others thought of me. And then something switched like when I was 20, am I, am I like right at 25, right? I grew a conscience and I began to be aware of the nasty things I was saying. Cause I switched and started sticking up for myself and that's in air quotations, right? And by the time I reached my ministry, started doing ministry, y'all, I was definitely a gossip. Um, I gossip with a couple people. I'm, I'm not like the flat out tell everybody everything gossip, but I do love to hear a little bit of tea. And so I would, I would, I had a teetotaling friend and I would, um, rejoice off of the demise of people. Like it's really despicable. I'm, I'm just sharing what I've been delivered from. Um, also though, I, if I, if you had a problem with me, if you had beef with me, um, I, I am smart, intellectual. Um, and I'm not going to just fight with my hands. I'm going to, I'm going to cut you with my mouth. You know, I'm going to go for the jugular and I'm going to, um, actually I was using the spirit, uh, you know, the gift of the prophetic illegally because I would sense things about people and then weaponize the knowledge. So I was like, that's why your daddy doesn't love you. Or that's why every time you go for a job, you don't get a call back. Oh, that's why you can't spell. Oh, that's, I'm not even going to go there, but I would see, that's why nobody wants you. That's why you can't, you know, like all these things I would say, cause I could see into them and I like, they did something wrong to me. I obliterated them, eviscerated them. And I called it sticking up for myself. If you're going to come for me, if you're going to go low, I'm going to go lower. Um, and the Lord and was like, no, guess what you get to do? Shut up. And it was a lesson where I could not, like, there were some terrible things said about me when I, um, shifted in ministry and really gave God, um, myself as a living sacrifice. Um, that's talked about in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, that part, that part took about two to three years (laughs) because I remember the Lord was like, you don't like, you can't explain the rumor away if someone brings it to you. Your response is to be, you know, I'm praying for them. That's too bad. That's too bad. I couldn't even ask the person, so do you believe them? 
because it's very clear when someone brings you something, they believe a bit of it and they want to be messy too. And so the Lord was like, you can't respond. This is your only response. You can't confront them. You can't call them out. You can't call a thing a thing. I'm teaching you to shut up because you've been doing this so much. I need you to chill. I need you to chill out. And so there was a very long time where I had to chill. I had to chill out. And there would be times where I would want, it's, it's so even more frustrating when you're in this journey. Who Jesus, especially when you know that you can fight, ain't nobody going to beat you. Like, um, also that you're witty, uh, you know, if I do, I remember one person when I was fighting, when I was younger, I, there's this one lady I fought and, um, she was a child, um, that I fought and she was big. And I remember inhaling and exhaling and be like, look, um, I'm going to fight you and I'm not going to stop. You might get a couple hits in and they will hurt, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep on getting back up. So for me, it's knowing that you could do these things and not. And I had no idea that God was teaching me humility (laughs) and meekness, especially because meekness is when you could absolutely, and you do not because you realize that they are a child of God. And I'll get to that in a second. So I would get into my car and bang the steering, like bang the steering wheel and cry and scream because it doesn't feel good. And then, um, the Lord told me in this journey, he pulled me out. So I couldn't hang out with people. Like I lost friendships. I lost all these things and I had to say that like, it hurts to get, it hurts to cut this relationship, but also it hurts to live life like this and to not progress. And so In order to continue my progression, in order for God to continue the work in me, in order to really experience this manifestation thing and and, and unlock the power within me, I have to let you go. I have to shut up and not always give um, a stick up for myself as far as like rumors and, and fighting and, and always having something smart to say, I don't have to be right. I don't have to speak to be right. I can be validated in him. And that's what he taught me. And there would be some times where he's just like, you, you're not going to argue that today. Nope. Nope. Just shut up. I love to debate. I love it. I love it. And the Lord pointed out my righteous indignation was like, shut up. <laughs> shut up um there is a, a year where i did not go anywhere and when i say anywhere i mean it if i went to eat it was it was to eat by myself not with anybody if i went shopping it was by myself not with anybody the lord was building um my confidence and spending time with him i prayed i meditated i read the word i i i, I saw i saw so many amazing things um And the Lord was teaching me to operate in love. So it hurt for a while, not sticking up for myself in quotations because God fights for us, right? (laughs) Oh, I have a story for y'all. Wait, y'all hear this? God fights for us. So, um, it took a while, right? It hurt at first. It was really painful. And then after a while, because I put it into practice, continuously being obedient to God, it felt like the standard operating procedure because what I realized is that the person getting on my nerves God is over the moon about like he's in love with them the person that broke my heart God is over the moon about them he's in love with them 
The person that stole money from me, God is over the moon about them. He's in love with them. The person that's running my name into the ground, God is over the moon about them. He's in love with them. And to go tit for tat is a seed in the ground. That's what he taught me in that. Everything we do, everything we say, every place we go, whatever impact we have on someone's life, that's a seed in the ground. And this is manifestation. So if I cuss you out over here, I have planted a seed and I can't, I can't determine when the harvest pops up and how the harvest pops up. Whoo. But best believe whatever I, whatever I sow, I will reap. That is the law of, of cause and effect. And so the Lord taught me make, be very, very careful with my words and learn not to argue certain things because certain things are a dead mission. And before long, Whenever I had negative interactions or whenever I went too far, I would feel this sickness in my stomach and that would not go away until I apologized, even if they were in the wrong, because their wrong doesn't make us right. Sit with it. Their wrong does not make us right. Sit with it. Their wrong does not make you right. So sorry. Them being wrong doesn't make your actions right doesn't cancel out. That's not the way it works. So, okay. I have anxiety about airports and about my hair airport. If my flight let's okay. So my flight leaves this week at 6 AM, right? I have to be at the airport by five 30. Um, I, the, the security checkpoint opens up at four 30 AM. I will be at that airport by four, four o'clock or I'll leave for the airport by four o'clock because I have a fear of missing things. And the Lord is working with me on coming out of agreement with the spirit of anxiety, right? And relaxing. <laughs> it might be just me, but I, I like that anxiety. Like I don't even realize what's happening. I'll, I'll leave my house. I'll close the garage. And then before I get to the first stop sign, it'll be like, Oh my gosh, did you close the garage? Did you close the garage? Go back. What if somebody goes in, you know, like creating scenarios that don't exist and my hair. Listen, I will go above and beyond for my hair. I will travel near and far. I, I will, you know, in a house with a mouse and a box with a fox for a good hairstyle. I will. So I'm really persnickety. I'm extra. I'll admit it. Um, and so here's what happened. So I needed a, I got my hair cut and I got a silk press. It's just a straightening process, right? And I decided to go on the boat that day. Well, goodbye, silk press. Goodbye. You know, so I had to set up another appointment and find another appointment. So I'm going through this app, Style Seat, and I set uh, three appointments, actually. The first girl I made the appointment with um, forgot to close her books for Sunday and like messaged me and was like, can we move your appointment time? Because I forgot and I have something to do. I forgot to close it out and I'm so sorry. And then I asked her, I was like, well, do you do short hair? She was like, oh, I haven't done that yet. I said, thank you for your honesty. I'm gonna go ahead and cancel. Go be great. So I made a second appointment and a third appointment. I reached out to them just to, you know, make sure they did short hair to make sure that they were really open, um, on Sundays because of what I just experienced. Um, I heard back from the third lady I set up with and very communicative, really awesome. I was like, cool, that appointment's at 5 p.m. So let's see if this 1 p.m. is going to work out. I messaged and heard nothing. I then 
got the phone number from Style Seat and text as well, right? And then I realized, okay, Kim, like this lady's hours of operations, the reason why you're not hearing back from her is because her hours of operations, she's in bed right now. People need a life. Like be respectful. Don't, don't be anxious. Like she'll, she'll get back to you. Um, I look on her hours of operation and it says closed on Sundays. Well, I just had the experience, right? With the other lady saying, well, I forgot to close my book. So I'm thinking maybe it's an oversight. Um, long story less long. Um, I hear, you know, I don't hear back when I text in the morning. Um, I don't hear back from her. And so an hour later I cancel. And then an hour after I cancel, she communicates with me and is like, I don't know why you canceled. If the books are open, then I'm open. It doesn't matter what my hours of operation say. It's just really, really rude. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. Um, I said, hey, uh, no worries. Um, Because when I canceled, this is a part. When I canceled, it took half of the amount. Like there was a cancellation fee, um, which is half the amount of whatever the service is that you're getting. And I knew that the answer could be no and fully prepared myself for it. So I was requesting a refund, you know. Um, and from her response, I knew I was going to get it. I said, Hey, you know, cool. She's like, well, also you'd never text me. And I said, yes, I did. And I sent the screenshot and she goes, that's not even my number. I said, well, this is the number provided on style seat. So I did my due diligence. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable for me to ask that you correct your hours and say, you know, if you're closed on Sundays with the exception, you know, with some exceptions that way it would have been all good for me. Um, but also like when someone messages you with an appointment, it is literally because they have anxiety about it just to be cognizant of it. Right. But I didn't say that to her because I realized I was dealing with someone who was young and I just wanted to avoid any conflict. So I, I did all that. I said, no worries. That's good to go. Uh, she replies, well, are you keeping the appointment or not? Like, I don't understand what's so hard for her. That's what the app's for. So I don't have to go through this. Like totally being rude. And I said, um, no, I, I will not be utilizing your services. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go about my business. I don't even need to, uh, then they replied, I don't need the, the money, you know, go ahead and blah, blah, like just going in, going in and we're going in on the app and in on, in, in via email as well, y'all. It was completely ridiculous. And, and I felt Holy Spirit be like, are you going to wrap this up or not? Because when she replied to me and, and what she said, everything in me was like, finish her, you know, like from that Mortal Kombat video game, you know, like, you know, you got it. But Holy Spirit was like, look at what's being written. And so one of the things was, you know, I work, I blah, blah, blah. I just got off the ship. And and so it's very, very clear that whatever the frustration is, it's not with me. And so I literally need to be the bigger person and operate from what I know and shut up. So I just say, hey, you know, I apologize. I apologize. I did not mean to start your morning off like that. You know, I sent an email, you know, I messaged you, um, after your business hours, you know, it's unreasonable for me to think that you would communicate outside of your business hours. Totally understand. It's not worth the negativity. This, this is unnecessary. And so I, I again, apologize for any offense. And, and I felt a release. Um, they still sent a couple more emails. Um, and I believe it's because they didn't see mine apologizing. But as soon as I felt the release, um, I was 
continuing packing. And the Lord was like, now pray for her. I was like, pray for her. Pray, pray exactly what I'm giving you. It was blessed the work of her hands. Let everything that she does succeed. Let her a clientele expand. Give her joy in this day. Um, correct whatever wrong is there. Give her enough clientele where she doesn't have to work a couple jobs. Give her her heart's desire and let her see you. When I got done praying that prayer, she messaged me back. She apologized. Um, and it was like, you know, I hope to have you as a client in the future. Now, hear me. That ain't happening. And I also was super duper proud of God because I did not have to say I've changed in front of anybody. I, I have corresponding actions. When, when it says you are made in the image of God and in this process, we're taking on the heart of Christ. What that means is a true metamorphosis in the dying of our flesh. And that stuff don't feel good. I struggled a little yesterday not going in on her. Because I was like, who does business like this? Who interacts with people like that? Like, who does that? And Holy Spirit was like, you, you did it. You, you used to do this, remember? You, you would have gone so far as to make a Facebook post, remember? Remember, you too were one of them. And give grace. Get, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And the Lord was like, furthermore, don't even report them to the app. Leave that money. Leave the deposit. It's done. It's done. Leave it. I say all that to say this again, manifesting material items is not the outcome. It's the bait on the hook though. I fully believe that in order for me to focus on what God was doing in my life and, and to give myself over, he had to, he had to do something like get me out of debt. He had to like give me clients. He had to free me. He had to free me. And I had to trust him in that. And then the real work began. I have, if, if God knows that there is anyone you won't help, if he asks you to, he will continuously give you the same lesson over and over and over and over and over again until you learn it. Yesterday was indeed a lesson about holding my tongue. It started at the beginning of the day and, and held on to the very end. And I'm just like, Lord, continue to change me that I won't, that I won't need to process that I will just move in obedience and operate in love to argue with no man, to give freely, to help freely, to do whatever it is you desire me to do. That's, that's all I want. That's all I want. And this metamorphosis, take me through it. There is a process. It happens in nature. Why wouldn't it happen with us? Why wouldn't it happen with us? There is a winter, spring, summer, and fall in our lives. It happens all the time. Why wouldn't it happen with us? It happens in the earth. Why wouldn't it happen with us? There is seed time and there is harvest. It happens all the time in the in the world. Why wouldn't it happen in the spiritual realm? It It's happening now. And the thing that you're so frustrated with, the thing that feels most painful, I believe you're confusing for growing pains. The, the world is not against you. God is not against you. Dying of the flesh hurts because it's our will 
acquiescing and melting to his will, conforming. We are being shaped and we're literally feeling what it's like to be on the potter's wheel. Every time the potter presses in on the clay, we're feeling that. That's what you're feeling and ask for discernment to know the difference. Because if, if, if God is not being glorified in your process, if you aren't experiencing sweet, divine conviction in knowing and comfort in knowing that he is making you better, then you will know the difference. Like you will know the difference between divine growing and these oppositions and moments of contrast. Not every moment of contrast is bad. Some moments of contrast are your flesh dying because you want to do what you want to do. We want to do what we want to do. We want to have who we want to have. Like when I think about the relationships I wanted to hold on to and the heartbreak that I experienced, I can always look back on and see several times where the Lord was like, hey, Molly girl, you in danger girl. Like from, you know, you in danger from the movie Ghost. Hey, Molly you in danger, red flag, orange flag, all the flags saying, don't do it. And because I wanted it, because I was struggling with, um, the issues of rejection coming into agreement with rejection and anxiety and stress over relationships and being unloved. I came into agreement with so many narratives that I didn't want to let things go when they were supposed to go. I was willing to die instead of letting them die. Heartbreak is so real and pieces of my heart are breaking because I want to hold on because comfort says stay with them because even if it's a bad relationship, at least you're getting love. Am I? Am I? Did I? Are you? Are you? Yeah. It don't get any better than that, y'all. It doesn't get any better than that. And so right now, I need to do an activation with you. I need you to breathe in. Exhale. In. Exhale. In. Letting your shoulders drop on this exhale. First of all, I need you to see yourself. And the color of your love. It's radiating. Maybe it's an amber. Maybe it's a red, a purple, a violet. A pink. Whatever that color is. I want you to see it. I want you to see it starting in the middle of your chest. And then as you breathe in and exhale. It growing and expanding. And I want you to see. Blue. Light coming from all four directions, north, south, east, west, and just bombarding your body. And this blue light is the love of the divine. And you are feeling the warmth. You are feeling acceptance, the warmth of love, the warmth of peace, the warmth of joy. And it's like you're encapsulated. And as this love light comes to you from the divine, I want you to see a shell like this, this hard shell appear that's see-through, but it's like um, you're inside of a diamond or a crystal. 
And now you can see it and the light from all four directions. It's beginning to melt it or maybe it's cracking. And I want you to see yourself stepping out of that. Being changed. Stepping out of that cocoon, the cocoon of hardness, of defensiveness, of flesh. And I want you to see as you step out that there is a different light that shines about you. Because your heart is changing. And your heart aches for the things that makes his heart ache. And your heart is joyful for the things that makes his heart joyful. And you are passionate about the things that he is passionate about. You are passionate about you just the way he is passionate about you in your life and your dreams and your goals and the vision and the plans that he has for you. I want you to see yourself taking this light with you wherever you go. Knowing that people are impacted by it and you will no longer be taken aback when people stare at you and smile at you seem to be looking at you, you will understand that they see the light and the metamorphosis that God is doing. Everyone loves a beautiful butterfly. And that's what you are. That's what you are becoming. I'm Kimberly Finn. This has been an amazing time. Until we meet again. Wherever your feet tread, wherever you go, go be great.